Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Rick Kiley. For more information about Abundant Life Church, please visit www.abundantlifechurch.org. Numbers 12 and 1. Miriam and Aaron spake against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married, for he had married an Ethiopian woman. And they said, Hath the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses? Hath he not spoken also by us? And the Lord heard it. Do you know that every word we speak, God hears, and one of his imps, Satan's imps, if not Satan himself, hears it as well. We better be careful what we say. Real careful. And today I want to preach to you for a few minutes on this subject, living out of appreciation. Living out of appreciation. God bless you. You may be seated. The Lord heard it. Now the man Moses, verse 3, was very meek above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. And the Lord spake suddenly unto Moses and unto Aaron and unto Miriam, come ye out three unto the tabernacle of the congregation. And they three came out. And the Lord came down in a pillar of the cloud and he stood in the door of the tabernacle. And he called Aaron and Miriam, and they both came forth. And he said, hear now my words. If there be a prophet among you, I the Lord will make myself known unto him in a vision and will speak unto him in a dream. My servant Moses is not so, who is faithful in all mine house. With him will I speak mouth to mouth, even apparently, and not in dark speeches. And the similitude of the Lord shall he behold. Wherefore, then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? The anger of the Lord was kindled against them, and he departed. And the cloud departed off the tabernacle, and behold, Miriam became leprous, white as snow. And Aaron looked upon Miriam, and behold, she was leprous. And Aaron said unto Moses, Alas, my Lord, I beseech thee, lay not the sin upon us, wherein we have done foolishly, and wherein we have sinned. Let her not be as one dead, of whom the flesh is half consumed, when it cometh out of the mother's womb. And Moses cried unto the Lord, saying, Heal her now, O God, I beseech thee. And the Lord said to Moses, if her father had but spit in her face, should she not be ashamed seven days? Let her be shut out from the camp seven days. After that, let her be received in again. When God gets upset, he leaves. He departs. And with him went the cloud that was over the tabernacle. I wonder what the people were thinking as the cloud was removed. Maybe it just descended straight up. They obviously did not move. And I see three people here. I see Miriam as the victim. She gets the leprosy. Aaron gets the guilt. 
But Moses gives the mercy. Gives the mercy. And I can't find any evidence of Miriam or Aaron ever speaking against their brother again. And I have come to this conclusion. They were either fearful of what would happen again or they were appreciative of the miracle that God gave to Miriam in healing her of her leprosy. I'm not gonna speak about the fear today. I'm gonna speak about appreciation. Appreciation. And I'm gonna talk about it from the perspective of three lepers. Three lepers. The first one you've already met, and seven days later she was restored unto the camp. Let's go to Luke chapter 17. I'll take you to the next leper. Luke 17 and 12 reads this way. As he entered into a certain village, there met him 10 men that were lepers, which stood afar off. They lifted up their voices and they said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. See, mercy is required for the healing of leprosy. Somebody said amen. And when he saw them, he said unto them, go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice, he glorified God. He just stopped. He looked and the leprosy was gone from his body and he started screaming, thanking God out of appreciation for what God had done in his life. And then it says he returned to the Lord and fell down on his face, not on his hands. He wasn't even careful to brace himself. He was so appreciative that he literally fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, were there not 10 cleansed? Where are the nine? Oh, we need to stop here. Can you, can you hear the disappointment in what Jesus just said? Where are the nine? We're not ten cleansed. Where are the nine? You know, God likes to be appreciated. Uh, you know, thanks are in order. Worship at its highest level is always appropriate for someone that has done so much in our lives. So much he's done in our lives. And then he says, there are not 10 found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, arise, go your way. Your faith has made you whole. He acknowledges him. But then he lets him go. Let me explain to you the severity of leprosy. 
the, the most fearful word in America today, anyway, is cancer. When a doctor says to you, you have cancer, I guarantee you, fear will come to you. How severe is it? What stage is it? Is there any hope for me? Am I going to die? Those are all thoughts that we have when we hear the word cancer. Can I get an amen to that? I mean, if you, if you had some pain in your body and you went, got diagnosed and a doctor said, well, I'm sorry, sir, but you have terminal cancer, what, what would happen at that moment in your life? How would that affect your view on life in general? I can guarantee you it would change everything. It would change the way that you would look at your wife and your kids. It would change the way that you would look at life in general. All your problems, they're nothing. They're trivial. You'll wonder why you even worried about them. They're so insignificant now because of this big albatross that is hanging around your neck called cancer. In this day, in this region, leprosy was their cancer. But unlike cancer, which oftentimes works inside the body and destroys it, while doing sometimes very little damage externally, leprosy destroys limbs one piece at a time. It can start in your feet, and then your feet are gone. Then your leg. It'll start in your fingers, the extremities again, and then your hand is gone and your arm is gone. It eats it, it erodes it, it rots it until it falls off. If you are diagnosed with leprosy, you are no longer a member of society. You must now live in a colony. People cannot come anywhere near you because you are contagious. If they touch you, you can become a leper. So the day that you are diagnosed as a leper, everything in your life changes. If you understand how difficult this is to receive, then you can understand why Jesus is so bothered by the lack of appreciation for healing lepers. Healing lepers. And you know, let me, let me give you just a few quick thoughts. Our sins are our leprosy, spiritually. Our sins are our leprosy. They will destroy us in our thoughts, emotions, spirit, soul, and body. If we are not healed, we will die spiritually 
And these, these lepers, just as they have colonies, so do sinners. That's why we have taverns for alcoholics. That's their colony. That's why we have drug houses and houses of prostitution. They're colonies. They're colonies for a disease called sin. And people gather together that have the same sin. I know I'm making you think. I, but it's the way it works, folks. We are meant to be a hospital, a rehab center, a celebrate recovery church, a mash unit. We are supposed to take these people. We want the best. Oh, you got a, you got a $100,000 a, a year job? Well, we could really use you at Abundant Life. You'd be a great member at Abundant Life. But Jesus went to the sick and to the hurting and to the hungry and he ministered to them and all he ever wanted was appreciation. That's all he ever wanted. He didn't want you to be his slave. He wanted appreciation. Let me take you to one more leper, the third leper. Luke chapter seven. If you read, if you compare the accounts in the gospels concerning this event, you will find that the Pharisee's house is Simon. That's his name, Simon, and he is a previous leper. He has been healed by the Lord. And in Luke chapter 7, verse number 36, it says, one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him. Pharisees are the self-righteous religious sect of Judaism. They're the ones that brag on what they do and how holy they are. They are the ones that look down their nose at everybody else. I fast two days a week. I give of my tithes. I do this. They have a laundry list that they want you to read about how self-righteous that they are. And yet Jesus was willing even to reach the Pharisees. One of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him and he went into the Pharisee's house and sat down to meet Behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner, was a sinner. When she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, without an invitation, without being summoned, brought an alabaster box of ointment. She stood at his feet behind him, weeping, she began to wash his feet with tears, did wipe them with the hairs of her head, kissed his feet, anointed them with ointment. Wow. Sounds like somebody that must have an awful lot of appreciation. 
This Mary had seven demons cast out of her. This Mary may have been a former prostitute. What a difficult situation to put yourself in. To go to the most religious people and crash the party. They all know what you formerly have been. You weren't invited for obvious reasons. We don't want anything to do with your kind. And yet, she spends a year's wages. I want you to think about this for a minute. Think about what your W-2 says. Got that? And give that to the Lord, just like that. Just like that. Because you appreciate what the Lord has done for you. It'd be tough, wouldn't it? It'd be tough. She did it. She stands behind him at first, almost using him as a shield from the Pharisees. And then she gets on her knees. Can you picture this? Can, can you just for a few moments... Just give me liberty today. Don't, I pray, just let me preach today and not worry about the clock. But, but say something today that could impact and change your life forever. Could, could you give me that today? Okay, thank you for that. Comes behind him, using him as a shield, gets on her knees, starts crying, Washes his feet with her tears, her long hair. She grabs the thing that is her glory. Can I get an amen? amen? The thing that is her glory, she takes it and washes and dries his feet with her hair as she cries over him. His filthy feet which have not been washed. We'll prove that later. And then puts oil on his feet and anoints that and continues to get her hair all dirty as she washes his feet and kisses, puts her lips on his filthy feet continually. She doesn't move. It's, it's not a, just a a one-minute thing. This goes on for an extended period of time and it becomes an embarrassment to the Pharisees. First of all, we didn't want her in here. Now look at the show that she's putting on. Would somebody please get her out of here? And I even question Jesus if he was a true prophet, read about it. Now when the Pharisees which had bidden him saw it, they spake within themselves saying, this man, if he really was a prophet, would know who and what manner of man this is that touches him. She is a sinner. If he's so spiritual, he ought to know who's doing what. And Jesus said, hold it. Stop. Everybody stop. Simon? 
Yes, sir, come over here. Here's Mary laying at his feet. She just keeps right on going. Yes, sir. Simon, I have somewhat to say to you. All right, Lord, say on. There was a certain creditor, verse 41, and the creditor had, please get this message today, please. It was a certain creditor which had two debtors. The one owed 500 pence and the other 50. When they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Now tell me therefore, which of them will love him the most? Simon answered and said, well, I suppose that he to whom he forgave the most. And he said unto him, you have rightly judged. Who is this man, this Simon? He's a former leper that Jesus healed. Forgave, healed the most deadly sin of their day. He was talking to Simon and he was letting the Pharisees listen in. You're the 500, Simon. Nobody in this room has received as much from me as you have. You see this woman, Simon? I entered into your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has washed my feet with tears and wiped them with the hairs of her head. You gave me no kiss. This woman, since the time I came in, hath not ceased to kiss my feet. My head with oil thou didst not anoint, but this woman hath anointed my feet with ointment. Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins, which are many, are forgiven because she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. You see, the Pharisees thought that they were doing God a favor by the way they lived. They didn't have much to be forgiven of. They weren't like this Mary character. And then he said unto her, your sins are forgiven. Wow. I don't know who you are in this story. I don't know if you're Simon. I don't know if you're a Pharisee. I don't know if you're Mary. But I do know this, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God and the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. You don't have to die a leper. 
Because Jesus can heal all physical, mental, emotional diseases and sins. If I had people stand up today and say you can only list one sin, we would have people standing up and listing all kinds of sins and the miracles are all around us. What about our appreciation? Are we living appreciation? You know, I appreciate our worship services. But I think sometimes because we sang that song before, we can tune it out. Oh, I know that song. I've sang that before. Oh, I read about this woman with the alabaster box. I can turn you off for 10 minutes. We better be careful, folks. Never to lose our appreciation for what the Lord has done and is doing in our lives. How many of you are in stage four cancer right now? I see no hands. How about appreciating God for no cancer? How many of you will leave this place today and go home to a warm environment? Food. You will get in a car. You will not walk home. You will get in a, eventually a heated car and drive home. We have so many blessings. But let me remind you, let me really tune the focus in here. The greatest miracle is that Jesus forgave me and cleansed me of my sins. He filled me with his spirit. He has redeemed my life through the cross and his plan of salvation. And if he never does another miracle in my life, it is enough and I will serve him all the days of my life out of appreciation. Out of appreciation. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for healing my leprosy. Woo! Praise God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm washing your feet this morning, Jesus, with my tears. given you my possessions, Lord, whatever you want. Let me throw this at you. You may be seated. Let me throw this at you. I'm almost done. And I'm still anointed when I say this. Giving of our finances is out of appreciation and not giving out of our finances is because we are out of appreciation. Are you hearing me? 
Now I'm going to say it. You said I, I had some time here, so I'm going to take it. There was a man named Abraham. He became the father of a great nation that we know as Israel. In his appreciation, he said to God, God, you haven't asked me, but I want to give you the first fruits of my labor. I'm going to give you the first 10% of all that comes into my house. I'm going to do that out of appreciation. God did not ask for 10%. And that's what makes this story so exciting, is that it was given cheerfully and willfully out of appreciation. And God said, good plan. Matter of fact, I'm going to sanctify that plan. And you can preach that to Isaac and to Jacob and pass it on through all of your generations and throughout all of the nation of Israel. And I'm going to bless those that are appreciative and thankful. And I'll curse those that aren't. I have to throw that in there. It's in the word of God. I'm sorry. Just a messenger. And God blesses. One day, some people come to Jesus and they say, Jesus, do you think that we should pay taxes to the Romans? And Jesus said, well, bring me a coin. He said, whose picture is this? He said, that's Caesar's. He said, well, here's what I think. I think you ought to render unto Caesar what is Caesar's and unto God what is God's. He throws that in there, by the way. You know what, you know what belongs to God. But yeah, you should. You know, you, you can be this anti-American person and say, I'm not paying taxes. And you can start a prison ministry that's where you're going. And you know what? I, I, you know what? The government, the Caesar, gets a whole lot more than 10% and you pay it every week. How much appreciation? Where's your appreciation for God? I don't give enough. I don't. But I'm telling you, folks, you better be real careful with the way that you handle appreciation. Careful. God gave you 100%. He can take it like that. The Lord can give. Yes, thank you very much. Be faithful. All right, all right. If you haven't gotten it by now, another half hour won't matter. So let me wrap this up. Freely we have received. Freely we should give. 
Did anybody witness to you? Talk to you about Jesus? Talk to somebody else about Jesus. Did somebody ever teach you a home Bible study? Teach somebody else a home Bible study. I'm too old. You're not too old. You're seasoned. (laughs) You're salted, like Brother Frazier taught us. Do you know that we in the United States of America have the greatest opportunity to evangelize the entire world without even leaving our country? God has brought them to us. All nations are in our nation. So we can reach all nations by reaching nationalities. The Spanish ministry. He's waving at you. All nations. Let me tell you something that scares me. 2 Timothy 3. If you don't think we're living in the last days, I want you to read this with me, at least part of it. This know also that in the last days, 2 Timothy 3, 1, perilous times shall come. Men shall be lovers of, them, of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, yet they have a form of godliness but deny the power thereof, from such we should turn away. Welcome to February the 11th, 2018, the last days. But here's one point I want you to see. I want you to look at unholy. Verse two, the end of verse two, unholy. What precedes unholiness? Unthankfulness. Is my mind holy? Is my heart holy? Is my body holy? Is my character holy? Is my giving holy? If it is not, it is because unthankful came. And now you are unholy. You get it? There's an order here. We should be living our lives out of appreciation. Enough. I tell you this story in closing today. Brother Mallory didn't get to it last week, but I'm going to tell it today. Brother Mallory and Sister Mallory will, will never complain. I know Brother Mallory from a long ways back. He is one of the greatest men of God you are ever going to meet in your life, and he will never toot his own horn. This man has literally reached a million people in the Philippines, a million, a million. He's preached at general conferences, crusades, 
all over the world. You'd never know it. You think he's just a hick or a, a clown in some ways. Oh, no. He'll sneak up on you. He'll sneak up on you and he'll get you. Here's his story. And, and all of his life, he struggled financially. Foreign missionaries struggle. They rely on us to be faithful in our giving. They have to go and raise money for up to two years. They have to go to churches all across America and beg money. He did this forever. But two years ago, he got a phone call. Man called him up and he said, Brother Mallory. And he said, yes, sir. He said, you don't remember me. I'm from the Philippines. Your ministry changed my life. I now live in Los Angeles. Brother Zelinsky and Brother Matucci, if he were in here, can confirm what I am about to tell you. He said, would you please come to Los Angeles? I need to meet with you right away. And I will send the ticket for you to get there. He said, yes, sir, I will come. So he came, and when he came, he drove up to a huge mansion. Huge mansion. People came, and you know, he came in a limousine and, and got out of the car. The man had 20 servants in his house, 20 servants inside of this mansion. And he said, Brother Mallory, he said, when you first preached to me, I lived in a little hut. We were so poor, we didn't know where our next meal was coming from. But you shared this message with me. And this message changed my life. And today, I am one of the wealthiest people in the world. And God has continually woken me up and told me that I am to summon you to my house and I am to take care of you. It is my responsibility to take care of you. I want you to have a mansion like this mansion. Brother Mallory said, no way, buddy. I'm not having a mansion anywhere near this. Thank you for your generosity, but I decline. He said, well then, he said, I have to get you a house. I will send people to the Phoenix area. You and your wife, you will go look for a house that is suitable for you, and I will pay for it. He found a really nice house. Nice house, right, Brother Zelinsky? Right on a golf course, nice big pool, beautiful house. Not a mansion, but a really, really nice house. And he gave him the house. Wow, that's quite a story, Brother Mallory. Oh, I'm not done, Brother Kylie. No, 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 I'm not done. He then, after he bought the house, he sent a man to my house. The man had a briefcase. He put the briefcase on the table and he opened it up. He said, my master wants you to have this to furnish your house. $150,000 in a briefcase. Furnish your house. 150000 He called Brother Mallory back and he said, Brother Mallory, is the house okay? Is it furnished properly? Are, are you happy? He said, oh man, he said, I, this is... This is more than I could ask for. I, I really appreciate it. I don't know what to say. He said, just say thank you. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. That's what he said. Thank you. I really appreciate it. 
He said, will you come back to my house? Yes, sir, he came to his house. He said, you see these cars I have in my garage? And I'm not a car guy, but they're all terribly expensive cars. Take any one you want. I don't want a car like this. This is too much car for me. He said, do you like Lincoln, the man said to Brother Mallory. Do you like Lincoln? Well, yeah, he said, I like, you will have a Lincoln. It will be delivered. He delivers them a Lincoln. And then he says, and for the rest of your life, I will be sending a check for $2,500 a month to help offset your expenses. Thank you so much for all that you've done for me. And if you ever need anything again, please call me. It's my obligation. God has given this to my heart to give to you. And I said, when this was all done, I said, God, I have never heard of this before. In all of our ranks, in all of these years, why would you allow this to happen to brother and sister Mallory? And this is what he said. And I told brother and sister Mallory what the Lord told me. Brother and sister Mallory, God is using you in this situation to give his people a glimpse of what heaven is going to be for those that appreciate and serve him. Just a glimpse, a little teeny piece. I was hungry. You gave me food. I was thirsty. You gave me drink. I was sick, you visited me. Prison, you came to me. When did we ever see that, Lord? We never saw you there. In so much as you did it. To the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me, and now I'm going to reward you. I'm gonna throw the appreciation that you gave to me back in your face. God's going to show his appreciation for everything that his people have done. Is there too much for us to give and do out of appreciation for what he's already done for us? Because eye has not seen and ear has not heard, neither has it entered into the mind of men the things that God has prepared to show his appreciation for your faithfulness and your generosity. Let's stand together. God always pays off. Always pays off. He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or even think Jesus, I pray today that this message will touch our hearts and give us a great appreciation for all that you've done in our lives. Help us to appreciate our deliverance, our salvation.
your blessing. Thank you for listening to this Abundant Life Church podcast. We pray it has strengthened your relationship with God and will continue to be a light unto your pathway to heaven. If you have any questions or comments regarding this podcast, please telephone our ministerial team at 262-965-5177 or email us at info at abundantlifechurch.org.